GS1 barcodes, is this something that you're worried about for your brand? Maybe you purchased some eBay or expired retired UPC codes at one point. My name is Stephen Pope. I'm the founder of My Amazon Guy. And in this video, I'm gonna show you how to look up a UPC to see where you stand in the mix and how Amazon might interpret that. Uh, so to do this, you're gonna go over to gs1.org. We'll put in the full URL at the top of this video here. Uh, and I'm gonna showcase an example product. So they give us an example search UPC right here. And if you hit the search box, this is what it pulls up. In this particular instance, the, the UPC is registered to a brand. They showcase the product of that, uh, that item or that UPC, and they give the information like thus, the brand name, product description, the URL, et cetera. It even shows like 500 gram right there in country of sale worldwide. So the challenge is, is that most of us over the last decade were forced by Amazon to purchase UPC codes to simply list products. And at the time, Amazon did not enforce that the, the GS1 code was registered to the brand. So over time, a lot of historical products were, were basically using a retired UPC code. And those retired UPC codes, when you look them up, they will probably show limited information. They might show like the, the business it's registered to, but almost nothing else will display. If you look up the number and you get this error code, we cannot guarantee this number is supported by GS1, Amazon will look at that code as non-compliant. Additionally, they may yank the product or give you a notice that says you've got 30 days to deal with this before they actually yank the product. Here's an example of a UPC that is registered to GS1, but is a retired one or something that a brand sold off at one point. So I've blacked out the identifier information, but what it would say is this number is registered to company name right there. They would then again list the company name there with an address. Limited other information would be available, including the website or license type, et cetera. If Amazon was to interpret that data, they may, there may be a lower risk of Amazon crawling your catalog and saying, oh, well, at least it's registered to GS1. That is probably a true statement to some extent. Uh, however, if they ever do look at it and they try and ask you for a GS1 certificate, you've got a problem. And that problem is you can't provide that. You can't show that the UPC is registered specifically to your brand nor your product. And your company information won't match. And I've had questions over the last couple of years about whether you could you know, contact the old company to get a copy of the GS1 certificate. I've never once had anybody succeed with that. Uh, if these are retired UPC codes, the company may not even still exist, for example. Uh, so there is some risk here. Now the question is, is how much? It's pretty hard to calculate. If you watch my content over the past few years, when it first came out, I said, hey, hold off, wait. Six months later, I was freaking out because everybody was getting hit. And then it was like this avalanche of compliance issues. I ended up launching a service to help people uh, transfer the UPC codes. Uh, and it's expensive. We charge $500 per UPC code to change. Uh, and, uh, you know, that's, that's an expensive amount, especially if you've got 10, 20, 30 different products. Uh, but we guarantee the result 100%. Now, how we do this is we actually will create a new ASIN and then do a product merger between the two. Now, you could try that on your own, 
but it does generally take us about 30 to 45 days of ticketing. Some of the former procedures, if you look at my old content, I also would have recommended trying to just simply do a template file upload or call support and just have them manually do it. Both of those techniques don't seem to be working in 2023 anymore. So really the best one is to do the new ASIN and product merger, but it's just a lot of ticketing and a lot of work. And that's why we have a $500 price tag on this. I have had GS1 come on my podcast. We've asked them general questions. I do recommend using GS1 barcodes with any new product launches that you do. Uh, but there is a lot of different things that can happen during the process. Um, you do you need some documentation for the new codes. You'll need to have actual GS1 registration if you want to change or transfer into the UPC. But the good news is, is if you do a transfer like this, uh, I can guarantee that the reviews won't be impacted, that the old UPC will still actually coexist in the database for at least a time period, and you can still have your old packaging shipped in or check in FBA okay for at least six or 12 months based on our experience. We haven't actually seen any problems yet, but that's how long we've had it succeed for so far, uh, which is why I say you have at least that long. You may never have an issue. Uh, so how long does it take to make the change? It's usually three to four weeks, can take as long as 45 days. Uh, will it have different inventory? No, you can still have the same inventory, but technically the FN SKU will change. Uh, so you do wanna, when you make your next print run of barcodes or print run of FN SKUs, if you use FN SKU labels, I would change it over to the new one. We do guarantee uh, this to work. Uh, and if we can't do it by day 45, we'll reimburse you. Um, what other impacts? Just pretty much labeling. Uh, that's the main impact uh, for the problem. Uh, if you do need to reinstate your products, that is a separate service. We'll charge a thousand bucks to reinstate a yanked listing as a heads up. It's just 500 to change the UPC, thousand to actually uh, fix the yank. You can order that as a reinstatement service. Uh, will the listings need to go down at any point? Most likely not. We really haven't ever had to do that, but. We, we may ask for permission if we get really stuck, um, but we wouldn't do it without your permission. Uh, will the old UPC section update to the new GS1 and Solar Central? Answer to that is yes. After the conversion, do we need to send in products with the new GS1 barcode and scan? Yes, but you don't have to do it immediately. The old UPC will work for a time period. Uh, will the mix of products that have old UPC barcodes and the same products with the new GS1 barcodes cause any inventory issues? Will any inventory in FBA warehouse that still use the old UPCs be discarded? No risk at all here. They'll coexist for a time period, separate bin locations technically. The old UPC still exists, but your inventory will be fine. So those have been our experiences with this. Uh, after you get this change, you'll just simply keep on selling on the Amazon platform. There's always something with the Amazon, right? It's like, man, today it's UPC codes. Next week, it's brand registry revokes. All kinds of challenges can come up. You're going to want to hit that subscribe button. Check out our other catalog troubleshooting tips and other GS1 videos here, here, and here. Thanks for watching. My name is Stephen Pope. I'm the founder of My Amazon Guy. And if you want to order directly from us, just go over to myamazonguy.com slash UPC, and we'll help you out.